Petersburg. This is Dan Lebitard. Catch me and Stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1, now on your FM dial. It's the Dan Lebitard Show, weekdays 10 to 1 on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. In the gate. Beginning for governance. Commander is up. She's so special. Takes the lead inside the final eighth of a mile and opens up on the boys. It's she's so special taking care of business in the Santa Anita opener. Into the stretch and Seamus to the front. Fire hand in. Diagonally outside of second. It's Kayak and Seamus can head in hand. It's Seamus get off the rail. Seamus can add Kayak. We're off to the races, powered by the Racing Biz independent voice for racing and breeding in the mid-atlantic on the web at theracingbiz.com on the radio on espn richmond it's off to the races hey that was me welcome back santa anita what do you say now charlestown came back thursday night santa anita a very welcome back last night she's so special Winning the opener of Bay Philly, beating the boys, an appropriate opening for Santa Anita. Coming back to racing, bringing racing back to California along with Golden Gate Fields. A number of tracks coming back to racing this week. Today, we got Churchill Downs. They're going to be greeted by rain, but I don't think we care today. Churchill Downs comes back to racing and... uh, whole lot of other news a lot of tracks starting to come back racing coming back in full bid thanks for spending your saturday morning with us on off to the races i'm your host nick Hahn. today on what would have been preakness day we'll find out when they will run the preakness a little bit later uh today during some of the tv broadcast uh, the maryland jockey club uh with a pending announcement i believe it's going to be october 3rd but There's a lot of other theories about when it might be run, so don't hold me to that. We'll certainly have that on next week's show, the running of the Preakness, and a little tribute to the Preakness stakes later on the show when we handicap races with Derby Bill. Also on today's show, Evan Hammonds, the manager... I'm sorry, the editorial director for The Blood Horse uh, will join us at 10.30. Paul Espinoza, he called that first race at Charlestown on Thursday night. We'll have him in about 10 minutes or so. Daryl Wood just around the corner. And, of course, Derby Bill. Let's go back, though. Let's start with what we do here. We try and hold all of our handicappers accountable. And last week... Our feature race, it was the only stakes race on the card, the Sunshine Forever Stakes. Uh, This was for four-year-olds and upwards, and as we thought, among all the uh, handicappers, we thought Holiday, Halliday, would be in the lead as they straightened up with a a field coming after him. Uh, Luis Saez had him in that position. Let's hear the call at Gulfstream Park. Halliday leads by a length and a half. Aquaphobia taking his shot. Social paranoia is charging from third. Less than an eighth to go. It's Halliday still finding. Aquaphobia still trying. But Halliday goes gate to wire and wins the sunshine forever. That race pretty much ran the form. Halliday had the lead and a good call there by uh, Gulfstream uh, track announcer Pete Aiello who's pretty much been one of the only voices of racing, certainly in the last 10 days or so in terms of calling races, but a good call there. And and certainly Halliday with a convincing win, a mile uh, going that mile and a 16th on the turf and 138 and 66. The track record uh, was almost a clip there. I mean, he was just a half second off the, uh, off the track record there. So, um, 
Gainsway Thoroughbreds and Windchill Thoroughbreds, the breeder there, trained by Todd Pletcher and uh, owned by Harold Ventures LLC. So congratulations to those connections. And um, actually had Halliday. He did not pay that much, only $4.60 for the win. Want to bring in Daryl Wood on Off to the Races for our Virginia segment. Daryl, thanks for spending Saturday morning with us. And uh, what are your thoughts about we, we keep inching forward toward live racing returning here in Virginia. Um, what are your thoughts on on the Virginia racing uh, scene this week? Well, yeah, Nick, thanks. Good morning. Uh, yeah, it would have been Preakness Day today. So, uh, you know, like number two of the Triple Crown. So it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out later today what date that's going to be later in the year. But, uh yeah, with the Virginia racing, uh, the, the first two meets that we talked about before uh, would be the Middleburg Spring races uh, on June 13th and the Virginia Gold Cup races on June 27th, two weeks later. Not going to be run with spectators, but I think the, the both are, are waiting for the Secretary of Agriculture and the Governor to, to make the final, uh, hopefully the go-ahead to run those uh, spectator free, but at least to get the horses that have been in training uh, out and competing and getting purse money into the hands of uh, of the owners to keep this business rolling forward. And then Colonial Downs, of course, uh, they're scheduled for July 23rd through August 29th, and I know the plans are proceeding. Stall applications have been online now for about 10 days. Uh, a condition book for the race is expected here within a week or 10 days as well. So, uh, you know, that that's going to be moving forward. The, the, the premise is going to be without spectators, but again, waiting for the governor's uh, indication whether that that gets approved. But but all systems are going forward uh, for that. And then, of course, the fall uh, standard bread meat starts in September, so there's still a little bit of time to see how things progress, and hopefully that might even be with spectators. We just don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to be able to do, you know, in Virginia, you have tailgating at a lot of events. So maybe the possibility to bring fans to the racetrack, especially at venues, you know, where you don't have the stadium seating, the tailgates, you know, maybe there's an opportunity, much like a drive-in movie where, uh, uh, you know, you go and you can watch races lot, you know, watch a movie in your car. Maybe you can watch racing in your car, but that maybe that's a secondary step uh, that they can look into. But we're all looking forward to bringing racing back in Virginia. How were your travels this week? You know, it's good. I was going to mention, uh, you know, for the folks listening, we've got a few industry websites and Facebook pages, and that's where you can find out the latest information about this stuff. But the, the main source would be virginiahorseracing.com, and there's a, a Facebook page as well. Uh, the Virginia Thoroughbred Association's got a, a, a website as well, vabread.org, vabread.org, and a Facebook page as well. And then ShenandoahDowns.com features the harness racing action uh, and a Facebook page by the same name. And, of course, Colonials uh, is quite vibrant as well. But that's where uh, that's where we get a chance to post uh, all the things going on in the industry. But recently I've had a chance to get out and visit the folks at the Middleburg Spring Races, uh, the Montpelier Races, which um, finished the calendar out this fall, uh, and even uh, got a chance to get out to see uh, former uh, breeder owner Ann Tucker and her uh, 2013 horse of the meet at Colonial, Bolton out, and what he's now doing in retirement. So uh, those stories are up on the websites, and uh, you know the downtime here is given uh, a chance to kind of dive into the industry a little bit deeper. And it's uh, when you get to visit these farms across the Commonwealth, and uh, you know visited three standard bread farms here on Wednesday. Uh, it's it's you really uh, grow a little bit more of an appreciation uh, instead of just seeing the final product at the track itself you know, one day a week for the jump meets and, you know, over five, six weeks at the uh, thoroughbred and harness meets. Now, one of the horses that came out of that meet at Colonial Downs last summer, a real uh, real superstar, uh, literally just won in his debut in the Rosie Stakes, went on to win the Futurity Stakes, and, and then the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile Turf winner, so undefeated in three starts, and that's four-wheel drive with uh, with a real kind of colorful, I make a lot of jokes about West Virginia, wrong Virginia, as I call it sometimes, but these guys are fun. Uh, Mike Hall and Sam Ross with Breeze Easy, uh, who, who own uh, four-wheel drive, an American Pharaoh-sired uh, cult. I mean, th- 
this horse set the track record at Colonial Downs. Even it broke the teletimer practically. We didn't know the track record was set until a couple races later that night. But um, four wheel drive, you got to be excited about the comeback he's expected to make tomorrow. Uh, although they they. We hope the the rain won't be a factor. If they pull the race off the turf, um, the the uh, they've talked about uh, maybe uh, running them on the dirt. What they don't, what they seem to be hesitant about, is running them on a real soggy turf. Uh, you got to be excited about four wheel drive coming back tomorrow. It is, and, and as exciting as it's one of my all time favorite Bachman Turner Overdrive songs, and Derby Bill will <laughs> attest to that four wheel drive, but. He's uh, yeah, he's got a tough, not easy road tomorrow. He's, he's facing as uh, the runner-up in the Breeders' Cup race as well, and a, and a full field. I think they they're going to have twelve at the gate, but they there's another four or five also eligible. So there's you know Churchill obviously coming back. The action's got the full fields, but yeah, that was a real nice feather in the Colonial cap to have a horse of that caliber uh, win one of the stakes races on on uh, Virginia Derby Day last August, and that was. Uh, yeah, we'll be following that, and and you know, as this as four wheel drive continues to do better, hopefully that's a sign that the Rosie Stakes then will get graded status uh, next year and 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 join the Virginia Derby in that in that uh, you know in that status. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be good for racing and uh, just uh, you know a fun a fun horse fun fun ownership group uh, trained by Wesley Ward. Uh, you know, four wheel drive is a horse to watch for tomorrow, but uh, and we'll talk about his performance next week. Daryl Wood, thanks for spending uh, some of your Saturday morning with us. Yep, Nick, enjoy the show. We'll talk to you next week for sure. Great, Daryl Wood, uh, joining us on off to the races and uh, joining a. a it's a little, I won't say overcast, because I still see the sun here at our studio on Piney Mountain, uh, just uh, down the road from Advanced Mills in Virginia. But, uh, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully the sun's coming out where you are, just to, with all the racing. This, it's, it's hard to call it a typical Saturday. But it's a more typical Saturday in what you would see in racing. We certainly applaud Gulfstream Park. They have been great in terms of providing racing action. Uh, basically, the lone voice on the track last last week, only major track running. Uh, but today, uh, we get Churchill Downs. They're expecting rain in the 60s. It's going to be sunny at Santa Anita, as you might expect, 80 degrees, going to have great racing conditions uh, out there at Santa Anita, uh, their first race post-time at 3.30, and uh, and Gulfstream is expecting a lot of rain. Uh, hopefully, they don't get that much, but uh, with a, a tropical system forming just off the coast of Florida, got to be careful. Shame we're not racing here. We would have great, great weather, but... Um, lot of racing uh, across the country we're going to go to break on off to the races when we come back paul espinoza the track announcer at charlestown races and casino will join us uh, uh, to talk about the comeback of the first track in the mid-atlantic you're listening to off to the races on racing biz radio when will baseball restart where will baseball restart what kind of baseball will it be Get the latest news, rumor, and inside word on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. May is National Home Improvement Month, and the perfect time to fix or upgrade things around your home. This may make your home a place you want to spend more time in. Brought to you by South Park Carpet and Flooring Outlet. Go to southparkcarpet.com to transfer your house today. With schools closed, the YMCA is stepping in to provide urgently needed child care for children and dependents of essential personnel. To find out if you qualify or to register, visit YMCARichmond.org. Children continue to come into foster care, whether there's a virus or not. So there's still a need for foster families. The Bear Foundation is taking precautions to slow the spread of coronavirus by scheduling trainings remotely to keep folks safe. Get involved at BAIR.org. May is National Home Improvement Month, and the perfect time to fix or upgrade things around your home. This may make your home a place you want to spend more time in. Brought to you by South Park Carpet and Flooring Outlet. Go to southparkcarpet.com to transfer your house today. You love getting out in this nice weather, and you love listening to us, so why not do both? 
Exactly. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Hello? Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue is open and ready to help with a full menu of beef brisket, baby back spare ribs, juicy chicken, pulled pork sandwiches, and all the signature side dishes Buzz is famous for. Just give Buzz and Ned's a call and have your order ready to pick up with curbside service at the West End location or express window service on the boulevard. Open 11.30 to 2.30 for lunch and 4.30 to 8.30 for dinner. Available for takeout or delivered to your door through Grubhub. Visit Buzz's Facebook page or online at buzzandneds.com and get some barbecue relief today. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. (laughs) With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Covering our local teams with a local passion. We're dedicated to the most sports talk for true RVA sports fans. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. in a good mood this morning. Little Richard banging the ivories. Sorry we lost him last week. We learned that as Derby Bill announced it on our show last week. Uh, the loss of Little Richard, a rock and roll legend. And a uh, little slipping in the slide and hopefully we don't get too much of that today as rain impacts some of the racing venues across the country. And um, one of the racing venues coming back is Charlestown and here's what it sounded like Thursday evening as they came out of the gate for the first time after over seven long weeks it's time they're in the gate and we're off and racing again at Charlestown sing frosty shoots out of there some traffic early on for Mary Lee she shuffled back the back of the pack tina's song also flashing early speeds and there was uh thunderous winning the first race in seven weeks a little dramatic pause there by paul espinoza actually uh i think it just took a while for them to get the race off but it made for good theater and uh paul espinoza after calling the races last night at charlestown joins us on off to the races this morning paul it must have been a little surreal it was great to have particip- participants inside the rail, but it must have been strange to look outside the rail and um, and, and see not anybody, not and see uh, maybe only a handful of people there watching the races live. And uh, he's, Paul joins us now and off to the races. Welcome back uh, to racing in West Virginia. Well, thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate you having me on. I will say that of all of the the tracks and the track announcers who have to deal with uh, with there being no spectators. Uh, because we race year-round at Charlestown, I've called some races on some bitterly cold nights in January and February where there weren't many brave souls outside anyway. So uh, I can kind of at least channel that experience and uh, get to do it with at least a little bit better weather. And uh, luckily we've had some pretty good weather so far uh and uh, boy they've been uh, betting with both hands here uh, thus far in the first two days we've broken records uh for handle and it's uh, it's been a great uh, it's been great to be back uh, for a number of reasons here at charlestown 
Yeah, I mean, Handel has been great at the venues that have been able to operate over $4 million, approaching, you know, trying to get into that $5 million stratosphere on on Thursday night. So um, while many of the Handels are, are record highs, of course, some of the attendances are, are record lows for uh, for live racing days. But, uh, you know, what was it like to, uh, to get back into the fray? I mean, uh, you mentioned it in the race call, seven weeks without live racing. Uh, you know what what was it what did you do in seven weeks uh, you know in terms of of stepping away from it professionally for so long well uh, honestly that not much productive uh it kind of just had to you find find little things to do to to keep you from going crazy uh but uh you know it it's been it's been awesome being back for me you know it, it's uh it's it's especially odd because again like i mentioned you know we race year round at charlestown so i'm not used to long breaks and uh, whereas you know maybe like a, a Larry Colmus, you know he's he's used to ordinarily having uh, having uh, plenty of time off in the winter, or or Travis Stone even who's going to make his return today, you know he's used to being off for, for extended periods of time. I wasn't, and so you know I didn't know, know from a, a voice standpoint, uh, you know how it would hold up over the course of uh, nine races both nights, and uh, got nine more races tonight. Um, so you have that that aspect of it. You wonder how rusty you're going to be, um, but but luckily. This is my fifth year of doing it, and so I guess that uh, it's like riding a bike at this point. And um, it, it's just it's just good good to be back, and and uh, I've gotten the chance to to uh, walk down near the paddock, and obviously everybody's you know doing their social distancing. Everybody has to have a mask on at all times, but I've been able to uh, to chat with some of the horsemen, and you can tell that they're just uh, this is a big morale boost being able to be back and and uh, and doing what they what the, we want to do which is uh just be at the track and uh, watch these magnificent athletes run i do want to confirm that they at least let you take your mask off while you're calling the race is, is that true that is true that is true luckily I, i've been uh, a master at social distancing in in my booth for a while now so um <laughs> yeah there's no one uh, no one comes in really to bother me and and uh and that's uh, definitely uh, don't have to worry about that part uh, about having to wear the master in the race call even though some people might like me to <laughs> yeah that's real good audio if if you happen to be wearing it what's ahead for charlestown uh, it's the first track in the mid-atlantic to to reopen um there are going to be a lot of people watching uh pennsylvania just canceled their pen mile and and they seem to be they're they're left at the gate in terms of bringing racing back. Maryland has a floating 15 day um, condition book that will begin whenever they begin, and that's maybe that's announced today along with the Preakness. But all thoughts is that Maryland will start racing before. Uh, May under very similar circumstances. Certainly here in Virginia, we have a meet coming up that begins July 23rd. So like a lot of other states in the Mid-Atlantic, we're going to be looking at Charlestown, seeing what you do right, seeing what you do wrong. You know, in terms of procedurally, you know, mentioned you touched on it some with everybody wearing a mask, but, uh, you know, procedurally, what's there and then and then you know maybe the stake schedule you know what happens with with uh charlestown moving forward well uh from a procedure standpoint you know it definitely will be interesting to see how we handle uh shipping moving forward obviously right now it's it's sort of uh, uh we do sort of have it uh locked down to just west virginia breads or uh horses uh, with trainers who have stalls on the ground and so you know that kind of keeps the traffic down obviously keeps the uh the amount of of uh influx and, and potential of someone bringing uh bringing the coronavirus with them uh in a ship of very much uh uh, very low, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see when when we're able to kind of ease that and and uh, potentially get some of these uh, you know Maryland shippers that uh, you know like you said they're going to have a place to run here in a couple of weeks. But as of right now, you know when we had uh, a couple of cards right before the uh, all the way shutdown, we had uh, we had drawn for uh, another week of cards, and it was unbelievable the number number of horses that we had entered for trainers that I'd never heard of. 
uh, that uh, again had been uh, shut down from around the around the Mid Atlantic that were going to come into Charlestown. Well, we avoided that this time with uh, by again kind of implementing these these uh, shipping procedures and uh, and just kind of keeping it to the West Virginia breads and again uh, trainers with horses on the on the ground. So uh, that's going to be what I kind of look at for the next step. Uh, but I do feel like right now, um, you know, again, all the safety protocols that we have in place, I'm very confident that uh, that we're going to be just fine with that. In terms of our stake schedule, looking forward here over the next four weeks, we're going to have six different West Virginia bred stakes races. Uh, we're, there's going to be one on Friday and one on Saturday for the next three weekends after this one. Uh, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be uh, putting the spotlight on the three-year-olds next weekend um, with the It's Been Too Long Stakes and the Coin Collector. Uh, the weekend after that, it's going to be the Older Horses Turn, the Original Gold for Phillies and Mayors, and the Confucius Say for Older Horses. That'll include Running to Love You, the Charlestown Classic Champion, and the uh, past West Virginia Breeders Classic Champion. Uh, he'll be back again. And then the weekend after that, we'll focus on the Sprinters and the It's Only Money and the Fancy Buckle Stakes. So we're going to get a chance to see the best West Virginia breads in training over the course of the next month or so. And then at that point, you know, we're hoping that here over the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to kind of have at least an idea of if and when we're going to be able to run the Charlestown Classic and the Charlestown Oaks. Um, I would expect that both of those would be on the same day. Um, but at this point, you just kind of have to wait and see, uh, you know, just a lot of different variables to develop. Uh, but certainly kind of see where the landscape of other stakes races that have been postponed, um, you know, where they end up, because we want to obviously have the best field possible for uh, for our biggest race. Certainly uh, the Charlestown Classic, usually a million-dollar race, but, you know, everything's up in the air right now in terms of, of purses and, and, and um, you know, purse amounts for stakes races like like the Charlestown Classic certainly a, a miss. It's become uh, very much a staple in that spring uh, calendar. The, um, the racing at Charlestown it, it, it's such a stark contrast to what we have across the state line here in Virginia. Charlestown is all dirt. Virginia basically all grass. Charlestown is is bullring. I have I think it's what six and a half furlongs. I forget the size of the track. Um, and then you have Colonial Downs with you know a, a big track. You don't need your binoculars at Charlestown. You might use them, but uh, you you certainly do at Colonial Downs where you have to look across the dirt track to see the turf racing. I, you know, tell us a little bit about you know for for a lot of our fans, we're familiar with uh, with Colonial Downs. A lot of people know Charlestown from back in the day, but you know. T- just kind of a talk about the contrast, the styles, and and you know, kind of the orient atmosphere that you that you have there at uh, Charlestown on on typical days. Well, I would say that um, you know, un, I can I feel like I can, I can be un, impartial and uh, and unbiased when I say that Charlestown is definitely one of the one of the most fun tracks to watch a race just because of that cozy feel that you have. Uh, it is a three quarter of a mile track, so six furlongs. Uh, and like you said, you can, there isn't a bad seat in the house. You can uh, watch the action without binoculars. And, and, uh, again, you, you definitely get a, an up close and personal feel. Not to mention the fact that obviously we, you can be down on the rail and just be mere feet away from these athletes as they uh, race by at, you know, 40 miles an hour. So, uh, definitely a cozy feel. Um, it, it's something that, uh, I look forward to a time when hopefully we can have fans back especially this time of year obviously during uh, what would ordinarily be triple crown season this is normally uh, a time that's booming for business uh, um, you know just with uh, the interest in the sport and and again great weather great uh, chance to be outside and uh, and watch and wager on the action um, in terms of again how the bull ring plays the track actually has been pretty fair that that replay that you you played uh, to start off in our first race back um, thunderous came from probably about 15 lengths out of it and was towards the back of the pack to, to win it. And, um, you know, so it's, it's uh, definitely a track that, uh, uh, I feel like can play very fair. It's been playing pretty fast here recently. Um, and, and we'll keep an eye on that moving forward, but, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and I think that again, the racing community just really excited to have, have this back and kind of hopefully, help everyone get back to some sense of normalcy in their lives. And, uh, and for those that uh, maybe are stuck at home and, and uh, unable to, to live life as they have been, um, a needed distraction at least in, uh, in these trying times. 
It's not business as usual, but at least it's back to business at Charlestown. And uh, congratulations on the reopening. We'll be watching. And thanks, Paul, for spending some time with us on Off to the Races this morning. All right. Thanks for having me on, Nick. Great. Paul Espinoza, the voice of the Charlestown Races. We're going to break on Off to the Races. When we come back, we'll speak with Evan Hammonds, the editorial director of The Blood Horse. You're listening to Off to the Races. Sports, your favorite thing in the world, which means we're your favorite station in the world. Thanks. You're our favorite listener. I guess that makes it official. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. At Big Lots, the neighborhoods we serve mean the world to us, and we're more inspired than ever by the heroes keeping those neighborhoods safe. As thanks, we're giving all first responders, medical professionals, commercial drivers, active military, and veterans 15% off everything. For curbside pickup, show valid work ID, CDL, military ID, or badge. Or on BigLots.com, use code BIGHEROES, because that's what you are, and we all thank you. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Okay, I know. Living without sports isn't easy. But you know what else isn't easy? Sticking your head through the front door mail slot. Eating corn on the cob without any teeth. Driving a car while sitting upside down. Thumb wrestling a horse. In other words, sports will come back. And when they do, this is where we'll hold the party. This is 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Man, we get so much mail from the census. You keep joking about the census, but it's actually very important. The data gathered from the census helps to enhance services in our community, like fire, EMS, hospitals, schools, parks, and so much more. When you and each of us complete the census, the information collected also helps distribute funding to prevent the spread of diseases and emergency planning. Oh, I get it. I'm completing the census right now. Just so you know, there are three easy ways to complete the census. Online, by phone, or by mail. Go to 20 2020census.gov paid for by the Virginia Complete Count Commission. We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you. From helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. You have to be up in five hours. Two hours, six minutes, and when you hear, you realize that you haven't slept a wink. That's why there's ZQuil Pure Z's, a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin, so you can fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. It's available in both liquid and gummies, tastes great, and is non-habit-forming. Pick up ZQuil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vic ZQuil. ZQuil Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep, available at retailers near you. Remember, when you work from home, the boss can't tell how much time you spend listening to us. The coronavirus. Let's make the best of it. This is 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. I've traveled all this countrywide seeking fortune fair. Up and down the two gold lines of traveling everywhere. From Poland East to Poland West, back along the line. I'm a boy now to the place that fed that old hometown of mine. Eight more miles in Louisville will come into my view. Eight more miles on the toll road, now never more be blue. I knew someday that I'd come back, I knew it from the start. Eight more miles in Louisville, the hometown of my heart. Eight miles to Louisville. Evan Hammonds might be that close. We're not exactly sure. We here at Off to the Races are a little bit farther away from Louisville than that, than we'd like to be. Like to be a little bit closer. But uh, we we do have Evan Hammonds joining us from Kentucky, the editorial director of the uh, Blood Horse. Evan um, had the anguish of correcting a lot of my punctuation when I wrote for the Blood Horse back of the day and had 
I'm sure he cursed every English teacher that I ever had along the way. But uh, he joins us now on Off to the Races. Good morning, Evan. We hope that everything is dry in Kentucky as Churchill Downs uh, comes back to racing. Kentucky has live racing again starting today. And um, congratulations with the reopening of Churchill Downs in your state. And thanks for spending Saturday morning with us. Well, it's uh, my pleasure. I'm a little more than eight miles from Louisville. I'm about uh, 55 miles away, but uh, in Versailles, in the heart of Woodford County. Uh, I'm not really sure the weather forecast. It's uh, kind of rainy, humid, uh, already, uh, you know, uh, early summer-type day, which is kind of odd since last week it was about uh, it was record lows. But it looks like there might be, you know, a couple of pop-up showers later in the day, but I've been uh, pouring over the form and uh, horsemen have been pouring into the track. It looks like uh, uh, the, the, this meet at Churchill is going to be some kind of tough because uh, the, the barns are full and uh, a lot of good horses. You know, a lot of people watching tra- a track with the visibility of Churchill Downs, a, a, a state with uh, you know known for horse racing as, as Kentucky is. A lot of people are going to be watching procedures and protocols and measures. Um, they can't do like they tried to do with the Preakness and put the uh, put the whole racetrack in, in plastic, but I'm sure there are going to be certain measures in place. How is Churchill, you know, how might it look a little different today? Certainly the, the lack of fans are going to be uh, striking for, for a May day at Churchill Downs, but what else might we see? Well, well, I think what is, uh, again, I'm not 100% sure of, of how they're, handling things, but I would imagine uh, I think Oakland kind of set the template with their you know, they they, complete, they ran their complete meet. <clears throat> From what I understand uh, you know, obviously there's no, no fans, no media, no owners um, so it, 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 it's, a, it's a groom uh, it, well it's a horse <laughs> and it's a groom, a jockey, and a trainer and that's it's all there is. Now at Oakland I know they had a set up uh, jockeys' rooms are, are very tight quarters, as, as you might imagine. But they're they're not using the jocks' room. What they did at Oaklawn was they took a section of the grandstand, which obviously was empty, uh, you know, and kind of cordoned it off. I think with uh, you know sheeting, sh- uh, shower curtain type things, but made temporary rooms for each rider. Uh, they're not allowed to. Uh, you know, mingle with each other. There's plenty of room for them to social distance and spread out. But they come in, uh, they ride, and they leave. There, there, there's no. Uh, they have a bucket of water or something like that. They're not showering, so you come in, you do your work, uh, and you leave. I think riders too that ship in, you know, for big races that are just there for the day. They're in. They're in a complete other section of the uh, grandstand, and again, they're they're escorted in. They ride and leave. Uh, that's not what you're going to, you know, you're not going to see that on TV, obviously, uh, or watching races, but I think that's the setup, and uh, uh, I think it worked very well in Oakland. Let's, let's hope it works at Churchill and other places. The uh, One of the horses racing is going to be Monomoy Girl. Uh, one of, one of many interesting races at Churchill this weekend, and uh, I mean, just a, a, a kind of a, a ironic, uh, Mister Monomoy, who was on the Triple Crown Trail last, winning the triple, uh, the Risen Star uh, in in uh, Louisiana back on uh, back in February. I mean, the, these one of the things that came out this week were the new races for the points leading up to the Kentucky Derby. And there were nine races, five of which we have dates for. The other four dates haven't been permanently set uh, for those races. But, uh, you know, maybe talk to us about the the path to the uh, Kentucky Derby, the run for the roses, and, and you know, what it might look like, as odd as, as it's going to be when it's run in September, uh, you know, there is a path moving forward to to qualify horses and get and get the best three-year-olds to Churchill Downs on the first Saturday in September. Tell us a little bit about maybe the schedule moving forward. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's about like seventeen question marks. Uh, <laughs> we know the, you know a handful of races. We know like the, the Haskell, for example, and 
uh, what Churchill's done with the Matt win and, and what they're proposing at Ellis, but we still don't know. Uh, also, too, we have the uh, Santa Anita Derby that's going to be on June 6th. But as far as other races in California, uh, don't have a summer schedule. Uh, as far as uh, you know, the big the, the, the big wild card is New York. We still don't know what's going to happen at Belmont Saratoga, and uh, that's obviously where the COVID nineteen situations uh, lots uh, had a lot more uh, activity or hotspots, et cetera, than Kentucky. Uh, I, I don't know, and I think Churchill Downs is uh, might have a, might have a new road to the Derby every two weeks or something as we find out more races. I'm assuming there'd be some races in Maryland. Uh, in, in New York, and we don't know. And I don't, you know, Churchill Downs may have a path today, but it may that path may look a little different a month from now. So, uh, still a lot of question marks. Everything is moving uh, forward day to day, week to week. So, uh, I, I, I'm not answering your question, Nick. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I, it, I mean, there are 41 there are 41 races that have already been run. There are nine that have been added to the schedule, and and it's kind of interesting. A horse like Mister Monomoy will, um, you know, who was off the trail because of an ankle injury, now can be back on the trail. So th- there's a lot of fluctuation. Want to leave Kentucky just for a moment? One of my favorite uh, things that I look for during the year is playing and looking at a couple races with you from the uh, Pimlico Balcony. You know, the P- Pimlico oh. Balcony while it still stands. Uh, while we're not doing that today, being the third Saturday in May, we'll find out today when the Preakness is run. Uh, you know, your thoughts maybe on on Maryland and and you know the national scene for the Triple Crown. Yeah, well, well, uh, well, uh, I'm a I'm a Kentucky guy. <clears throat> Grew up in Kentucky, but I one of my favorite days is Preakness Day. I love uh, the Preakness. I love. I'm one of those uh, saps who loves Pimlico, uh, rust, dust, and and splinters and in all, I think there's certain uh, magic to know. You know, when you get on the elevator, whether it's going to work or not. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of things going back and forth. No, but I, I do. Uh, and it not running today is fine. We'll find out uh, today after five o'clock. Uh, the rumors, you know, things you hear anywhere from the end of June, <clears throat> which makes sense uh, since there were phasic tiptons having the Mid Atlantic sale at the end of June. For two-year-olds, so it would fit there. And then there's other rumors that it's in July, other rumors that it's uh, uh, September after the Derby, other rumors that it's October, early October. So uh, your guess is as good as mine as far as when that is. All, all we do know is that you know the Triple Crown this year is uh, any, anything but uh, anything but normal. And uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't even fathom to guess when the when the Preakness will be, but uh, whenever it is. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a great day uh, for the state of Maryland. Certainly will be, and we'll have a little bit more about the uh, the Preakness later in the show. Evan, thanks for spending some time with us this morning on oh. Off to the Races, and uh, good luck today in Kentucky, and welcome back to racing. Carrying through That's... the uh, racing form and ready to attack the uh, my uh, ADW account. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great. Evan Hammonds, the editorial director of The Blood Horse. When we come back, we still have Derby Bill looming in the last segment of the show. You're listening to a delicious version of Off to the Races. A heart in my tasty honey nut Cheerios? Cereal. You trying to tell me you love me? Actually, it's reminding you that it can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. Wait! They can help lower cholesterol? I've been so focused on the sweet, tasty taste that I completely forgot. Now I'm in love. <laughs> Learn more about making Honey Nut Cheerios part of your heart-healthy lifestyle by picking up a box at your local grocery store. Augers, trenchers, blades, brooms, shredders, mulchers, hammers, compactors, planers, rollers, rakes. That's just a sample of the more than 100 attachments John Deere offers for skid steer and compact track loaders. The added versatility provided will help you win more jobs. And with the universal self-cleaning quick-tatch system, you can switch from one type of attachment to another in no time flat. Your John Deere dealer can help you choose the right attachments to help you run your world. Visit JohnDeere.com slash compact attachments to learn more. 
Shape your future. Complete the 2020 census today. It's easy. You can complete it online, by phone, or by mail. There is $675 billion in federal funds at stake to support states and communities like ours. Information collected supports vital programs which impact housing, education, transportation, employment, health care, and public policy. Completing the census ensures Virginia gets its fair share. Your information is confidential. Go to 2020census.gov. Paid for by the Virginia Complete Count Commission. A heart in my tasty honey nut Cheerios? Cereal. You trying to tell me you love me? Actually, it's reminding you that it can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. Wait! They can help lower cholesterol? I've been so focused on the sweet, tasty taste that I completely forgot. Now I'm in love. <laughs> Learn more about making Honey Nut Cheerios part of your heart-healthy lifestyle by picking up a box at your local grocery store. We understand that these are uncertain times. And while we are all looking for answers, we know many of you are also looking for help. That's why Liberty Mutual is automatically refunding a portion of our customers' personal auto insurance premiums. We're also offering flexible payment options for those who have been financially affected by the crisis. In these uncertain times, we want you to know we are here to help. Learn more about what Liberty Mutual is doing at libertymutual.com slash COVID-19. You're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The Despotile is on my shore. Maryland, my Maryland. His torch is at thy temple door, Maryland, my Maryland. Avenge the patriotic door that flecked the streets of Baltimore and be the battle queen of York, Maryland, my Maryland. They are now fourth, another big move on the turn for the Derby winner, and the field turns for home. Hearts one trying to get it up, and here comes Straten and sends now into the breach, and on through to the lead, and turns to his outside. Straight sends in front of the eight hole, Curlin giving his all, a link to the hip behind, and by the way, Hearts one won his third, coming out to the finish, Straight sends, here comes Curlin, Curlin surging, Straight sends in deep water, too close to call! Preakness's past. We're going to get our Preakness. We won't get it today, but we'll find out today when we get it a little bit later as it's announced uh, during racing action today. Some great races there. Tom Durkin with a call of curling in Street Sense. I mean, I still get chills when I hear that race call. And of course, uh, Silver Charm. We talked to Derby Bill here in just mere moments. And uh, Silver Charm with Freehouse and Captain Bodgett and that finish. Dave Johnson with the call there. I mean, just uh, Joe DeFrancis one time, one of my first Preaknesses I went to. He steps to the mic and he talks about the Preakness. And he talks about it being the pivotal gem of the Triple Crown and the middle gem. And it almost always has a Derby winner and it almost is the best race every year. Everybody's familiar with the runners. And he said that and I've found nothing to deviate from what he said. I do think the Preakness is the best of the Triple Crown races. It's a big test for the Derby winner coming back in, in two weeks and uh, before you go to the Belmont Stakes. And, and we're, we're going to miss it. I miss being with uh, Frank Vespi today, who um, isn't joining us on the show today, but uh, hope to have him back shortly uh, on off to the races. And um, 
yeah, we're going to miss him on this Preakness Day. We have an app substitute with Derby Bill. Well, he's no substitute. He's You can't say substitute about Derby Bill because there's only one of them. And uh, he joins us now on Off to the Races. And Bill, you're, you're tied to the – your connections to Maryland run very, very deep and, and uh, would love to get your thoughts today on a third Saturday without a Preakness. Thanks for joining us on Off to the Races this morning. No, the, the Preakness is the old bay of the races. You got the uh, Kentucky Derby with a 20-horse stampede, and then you got the Belmont, which would wear out any horse at a mile and a half. The Preakness, as you said, is the real true test of horse racing. Uh, you know, not as many horses in the gate, and just a just a classic distance for a race. So I've always liked the Preakness, and some of them I can remember. And some of them I can't remember by 10 o'clock on Saturday night after the Preakness. There's a couple of them that would tie it. I tied a couple of them with the Baltimore Oriole game. They actually had an Oriole game after the Preakness. And you had to make a dash like Secretariat from uh, Pimlico to uh, Camden Yards uh, to make the baseball game. But usually you were drinking heavily on the way. So nothing bothers you after the Preakness or during the Preakness most years. Uh, I can remember the, my favorite was Tabasco Cat, 1994. Tabasco Cat, Pat Day, legendary jockey, and um, D. Wayne Lucas, Hall of Fame trainer. And going to the $50 minimum window with uh, my wife, and then she actually took my picture instead of scalding me at the $50 minimum window. And had Tabasco Cat at 7 to 2. I know it was twisted, and uh, I know you would have liked to go for gin in that one as a uh, you know, proverbial alcohol horse. Go for Jen, but Tabasco Cat was uh, actually bought a cat, got a cat after the race. Tabasco I'm glad uh, Georgine. Yeah. I'm glad Georgine took that picture of you at the fifty dollar window because we all know you've only been at the two dollar window ever since. But uh, <laughs> a little bit of pain and a little bit of pride as I I played your Silver Charms Preakness, which was one of your I'm sure one of your favorites. But a little bit of hurt there with uh, Street Sense and Curlin too, and in, in in one of those in one of those races too. But uh, it, it, in a race that you had Street Sense and had a bad beat at the wire, but. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Preakness. Uh, I mean, it, it's such a, it's such a good race. It's such a good atmosphere up there in in Baltimore. The the city comes together. I don't know what it's like the other eleven months out of the year. I haven't spent a lot of time in Baltimore outside of May, but um, you know, just great atmosphere. It's highly accessible for Virginians to ride up to Preakness for the day and come back. Uh, and the ones that don't drink as heavily as I did when I was younger. And uh, obviously we've seen Scrappy T from, uh, you know, Virginia uh, trained uh, with Bales with Scrappy T's big run at the Preakness. And then you had the guy that ran out on the track and took a swing at the horse (laughs) at the Preakness. I mean, the memories are unbelievable in Baltimore. Yeah, that was was not... um... That was yes, it's true. Was in that race, and uh, I'm trying to remember who. That was not the Preakness. It was run before, and I made the cosmic mistake of dragging you out to the infield for that race. We always took one race off and went out to the infield, but uh, we saw we saw all kinds of excitement, and I'd wondered, uh, you know, looking at the screens, wondered what was happening there. But uh, yeah, certainly looking forward to the Preakness state being announced uh, a little bit later today. Tell us a little bit maybe about the TV coverage today when will they announce the preakness and uh tell us a little bit about the tv coverage are people looking for live sports around the commonwealth yeah they're doing the uh fabulous uh job of covering horse racing while the other sports are uh not not officially starting up till nascar tomorrow but uh you have fs2 as one o'clock uh fox sports one two thirty and then uh middle jewel they're doing America Farah's run to the Triple Crown, a nice special on that on NBC. And during that show, they'll announce the Preakness uh, 2020 date uh, on NBC. And then you go back to uh, FS2 at 6 o'clock, and then, you know, they have Trackside Live on NBC SN today and tomorrow. After the NASCAR race, you have your big four-wheel drive uh, horse running uh, on FS1 to FS2 tomorrow. Sunday at Churchill if the weather's a lot better, hopefully. Uh, four-wheel drive, Nick, as Daryl mentioned to you, 
a great song, Four Wheel Drive by BTO. And it was number one in Canada. That's why Daryl Wood likes it, because he loves the Canadian beer. And only reached number five in the uh, USA, but Four Wheel Drive, you have to check out the song. Uh, and BTO. It might be before your days, but Bobman Turner Overdrive was uh, tremendous. I uh, don't know if they played the infield at Pimlico, but I, I would have been there. Yeah, off to the races. You're home for rock and roll racing. We love our racing, and we love <laughs> our rock and roll. Um, let's take a look at some of the stakes uh, racing today. Unfortunately, it's going to be wet uh, in Florida. It's certainly every indication. Um, but they they run the Roar stakes there, a $75,000 uh, race for three-year-olds featuring Green Light Go, who came on the scene after winning the Saratoga Special. Uh, a lot of expectations for this horse was the first star of the uh, sophomore campaign, even though he's a freshman at the time, um, as a two-year-old. But sired by Hardspun, big favorite in this race at 6-5 to five with Luis Saez in the morning line. What are your thoughts on the six-horse field of the Roar? Yeah, trained by Jimmy Jenkins and uh, owned by Astronic Stables, who uh, ironically owns Gulfstream Park, so you know there might be a little uh, hoochie coochie going on down there in Gulfstream today if they don't get the tropical storm uh, backlash that they had yesterday down there. Very wet down there. Um, just a whole uh, up a horse that's had trouble his last two times, you know, out. But Luis Saez, and he gets first time Lasix today, and I've had I've taken first time Lasix, Nick, and it definitely helps you. So. Green light go at six to five is definitely a will roar home, even if it's a little mucky down there today at three sixteen. Okay, so Derby Bill likes uh, green light go. I'm actually going to go against them here. I've, I tell you, it's been so much fun playing these races over the last three four weeks. Not a whole lot going on, so you can focus on your handicapping a little bit better. And um, real, real fun throughout the country, but. I'm going to go with Double double Crown here, uh, trained by Kathy Ritvo, horse that ran, has run well in the slot, ran well in the slot last time out. I'm just going to hope that coming back relatively quickly after an allowance start that this horse might have enough to upset Green Light Go, and I'm, I'm looking to be rewarded. going to stay at Gulfstream and maybe talk a little bit about the powder break we expect this to probably get pulled up. You might have an update, Derby Bill, whether they pulled racing off the turf. I'd be surprised if they ran this one on the turf. But what do you make of the uh, Levin horse field that features Got Stormy, uh, just a, a large grade one winner in the past, coming back to make his third start of the, or actually her third start for trainer Mark Cassie. Luis Soez gets the big mount here again. He's got the Cadillacs today. Uh, might be a little bit uh, muddier than yours uh, with the weather down there. But uh, and we and by the way, we saw your Cadillac in the um, in the feature that I was able to put on Facebook about. Um, Sea Biscuit and the actually led the show with Sea Biscuit. Uh, there we saw your Cadillac in the parking lot. Mike Barone spotted it. Uh, but what are your thoughts on on the Powder Break today? Yeah, it's uh, supposed to be on the turf. Uh, they've canceled all races on the turf except for this one so far. They're trying to hold out because the sun's out at Gulfstream now, and they hope it dries out enough to get one race in to brief the feature. Uh, Get Stormy, 6-5, to five, appropriate favorite with the weather they've had there this week at Gulfstream and the tropical storm threats. Uh, Tappet today is in this race. There's one scratch, number eight, Silver Kitten, uh, obviously a turf horse with uh, Ramsey ties, the Ramsey ties, so definitely not going to run on the dirt. So maybe yeah, he's already said this turf is soft, but so that's, he's scratched the, the eight in that race. But Get Stormy looks like another favorite that could get it done, Nick. Okay. Yeah, Silver Kitten is actually the five. He's eight to one. That's what you picked up on there. But, uh, yeah, um, it's certainly uh, going to – if they stay on the turf, that ought to be thrilling. Uh, also at Gulfstream, the musical romance stakes for state breads. Uh, this nine-horse field features uh, Ladies Island at seven to five. Yeah, it's a pretty cheap part of bread steak, Grace. 
uh, at $100,000. Uh, but the logical choice is uh, Bellara at four to one and Wildwood's Beauty uh, in this one. They're both about four to one, so it's a very good betting race here and on the dirt, so it won't matter with scratches here. Uh, shouldn't be any in this one. There's a horse called Starship Bonita you might like, Nick. 30 to one. Take a look at number six, Starship Bonita. 30 to one morning line. Has a chance. Early speed. That's some sweet action. Want to thank everybody that participated on the show today. Derby Bill Watson. Mitchell did a great job uh, keeping us in rhythm. Eben Hammonds joined us. Uh, the Kentucky Wildcat from um, the Blood Horse. Paul Espinoza from Charlestown. And uh, Daryl Wood from somewhere on a bike in Richmond. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. Good luck today at the races. Stay tuned for us next week. We'll have plenty more on the return of racing on Off to the Races.